sex positive and overly orgasmic, these are our toy stories. So you know what I thought would be really fun? Let's do a little Q&A. Over on Instagram, at Toy Stories underscore TD, you guys send me DMs. And I also, every Friday, play Ask Me Anything. And it's been a lot of fun to engage with you. And I feel like you can get to know me better and we can keep building that connection that we have with each other. Also, I'm like famous for the clapbacks and I just, I really love this game. So I've collected some of my favorite questions, popular ones that I get all the time. And we're just gonna go through them today. Here we go. Are you ready? All right, ready, set. Go. What are the top items on your fantasy list? I think it's important to note if you don't know. I keep a fantasy list on my phone. And if I have a current primary partner, I share it with them. And then we just make a bulleted list of things we want to do, things we want to experience. And it's a lot of fun. I often recommend this to couples because it's a great way to take the pressure off if you want to try and explore new things. You can just write it down and you can share the note with your partner and be like, hmm, did you see what I put? Like, what do you think? It's almost like a really fun way for foreplay too. And then talk about like a honey-do list that I want to do. Let's check things off and have an incredible, hot, sexy time as well. So that is my fantasy list. And I have a lot on there. And someone asks, what are the top items on your fantasy list? Things that I still haven't knocked off yet. By the way, if you want to see it, send me a DM on Instagram and I will send you screenshots of it. And yes, it's me in the DMs. So ask me anything. All right. So the things that I have on my list that are on the top of my list that I really, really, really want to do is MMFM. So three guys plus me. (laughs) Yes. That's probably the top of my list. I really want to do that. And I feel like I can handle it. I really do. MFM is one of my absolute favorite things, but I feel like an extra (laughs) D in the room would just be that much more fun. So MMFM is number one. That's like on my top three (laughs) things that I really want to do. Number two is a glory hole. I have a milking table. Already done that. Check that off the list with a partner. And it was very fun, very hot. But a glory hole is like a whole different ballgame. And I feel like I've been watching porn for so long. And I love the glory hole sessions. Like, and I even want to have like the dollar bill slot where you like put a dollar bill in. And then like this big cock pops through the little hole. I want to do that. I want to explore that. I want to build one in my fucking basement. You know what? That's just, it's what I want to do. I think it would be a lot of fun. So glory holes, number two. And then the third would be a gangbang. A lot of logistics would have to go into that for me. Testing, you know, of course, using protection, but also just really trusting the partners that I'm with. And it's hard to round up that amount of dudes. Like I think maybe... I don't know, five to seven would be a good number for me. And I would just love to be like spoiled, like one of those girls that lays on a table and just has all the attention everywhere. Like whatever, you know me, Uh, like a cock in each hand, someone fucking me, someone coming on my titties. Like I just, I can't imagine like sensory overload. It would be one of the hottest things ever. So MMFM, a glory hole, and then a gangbang. Those are my top things on the list. Probably the most difficult too um, to orchestrate is the gangbang, but maybe one day a girl can hope, right? (laughs) Okay, next question. That's a hot question. And I love my fantasy list. If you don't have a fantasy list with your partner, go get one, okay? All right, so do you wear a thong or granny panties? 
I don't wear any underwear. I actually haven't worn underwear in probably seven years longer. I don't know. I'm just not a big fan of them. So never wear underwear. If I do, I'll wear like boy shorts at night or something. But yeah, if no, I can't remember the last time I wore underwear. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I even have any upstairs where I can be like, oh, okay, I need to wear a pair. Um, no, so neither. <laughs> Are you a squirter? Yes, I am. And I know a lot of women will say, Adrian, how do I become a squirter? What do I have to do? And I feel like a lot of it has to do with being super comfortable in the bedroom and then also allowing yourself to let go. And that's something that my fuck buddy in college taught me. He spent so much time with me teaching me and allowing me to just really let everything go. Like, you know, when you're, this is when I was in college. So, you know, you're thinking, I'm nervous. What is he thinking? Do I look good? Like, I mean, you know, you stress about all the little things like, oh my God, I have like a little jelly roll or whatever. Like he really taught me how to relax and let go. And that is where I learned to squirt. Um, It takes a lot of foreplay. There's always a lot of build up. And so, yes, I am a squirter. Not every single time, but majority of the time I am because I'm just, I'm enjoying myself. I have fabulous partners and uh, yeah, I like making it rain. So, (laughs) so yes, I am a squirter. Uh, Shaved or 70s style. What's funny is I feel like hair is coming back. Hair is definitely making a comeback. When I'm in lifestyle parties or in rooms with other people, I've noticed that's a thing, which I'm all for. I think, you know, For everyone, it's to each their own. I'm just someone, because I don't like wearing underwear, I like to be shaved or waxed. The problem with me, (laughs) I'm such a simple bitch, okay? I don't like making appointments, getting my nails done. Like, I don't have time for that. (laughs) And so waxing appointments for me, I can't imagine keeping a consistent waxing schedule. It's just, it's not gonna happen. So I'm definitely a shaver. Sometimes I'll let it grow out a little bit. It really just depends on the mood. But for me, the main reason why I like being clean shaven is because I don't wear underwear. And so when I'm at the gym or wearing different pants, I just like it to be clean, so. What is the wildest place you've ever done the deed? (laughs) There's a story to tell. And I'm actually waiting. I really want my best friend to come on the show because my 23rd birthday will go down in infamy, okay? like, And I'm not going to tell the whole story, but uh, short summary, her and I were at Secrets in Ocean City, Maryland, and it was just a wild night. There was a hurricane coming in, and long story short, this sounds crazy, but it's true, there was a bachelor party, and the bachelor was super hot. And I remember he had a candy necklace on, and I was like, can I, I want to eat the candy off your neck, whatever. Remember, this is back in the day, okay? So like 2003, maybe? No, 2005, I don't know, 2000 something, but it was 20 years ago. And there was no like cell phones around or whatever. And I remember like his friends were using like the click rewind cameras, like taking pictures and stuff. Like the flash was all bright. I'm like, what the fuck? Anyway, so I'm like eating candy off his neck and he's like, you're fine. I'm like, you're fine. I'm like, you're the bachelor. Like, what the fuck? Next thing I knew, you know, it was a Red Bull and vodka night. It's never a good mix. And we went upstairs at Secrets and fucked on a table. And then another couple came up and they fucked on the table next to us. <laughs> uh, I guess that was technically my first group play uh, on top of a table upstairs in the restaurant part of Secrets. Sorry. And then we fucked on the beach after as well. There's a lot of stuff that happened that night. But the funniest part was I came home at like four in the morning with no shoes, no underwear. 
<laughs> oh my God. And I came in and my best friend was sitting on the dining room table eating like out of one of those little to-go cups. <laughs> That comes with pizza and it was full of oregano and she was just eating oregano and she was like, Adrian, it tastes just like pizza. (laughs) I can't even believe. And like I said, there was so much other stuff that happened that night. But to me, I feel like fucking on that table at Secrets with another couple fucking next. I mean, it was just unhinged. Okay. So to me, that was the wildest place that I've ever had sex. If you're listening, I know you're like, oh my God, I can't believe she said that, but whatever. Have you ever tried the grapefruit technique? So let's talk about that. You can YouTube the grapefruit technique. And um, I think her name's Angel. She does an incredible example of, of what you should do. And the sound effects are unbelievable. So basically, it's like taking a grapefruit and cutting a hole out in the middle and then putting that on his cock and then using your mouth so that it almost feels like they're fucking you and you're sucking their dick at the same time. Go check out the video. (laughs) It's wild. Um, But yes, I have done that before. And I'm going to be honest, I wasn't a big fan. And neither was he really. He was like, this really isn't doing anything for me. Maybe I need to give it another go. But it was super, it was so sticky. And it's kind of like the pop rock blowjob. It just doesn't work out, okay? Like, it just, it was sticky. Uh, My hands were a mess. It was just, it was fun. It was cool to say we tried it, but... I mean, not the best thing. But yes, I have done that before. Uh, What is your kink? Hands down, breath play. I've always been a big fan of breath play. So like choking or being pinned down. um, One of my partners would actually, he would be on top of me and he would like lift me up and like place me inside of his chest. Um, Again, breath play is a very, you have to be really careful. Like you have to have trusted partners always. And it's not something I do with everybody. But when I do have the partner that I can do it with, it is, it's incredible. Um, I've dabbled in asphyxiation with breath play. And I just, I really, really love it. I would say for sure breath play is my kink. Who is your celebrity crush? Bradley Cooper. I don't need to give an explanation. (laughs) I would do many things to have mm, 72 hours with that man. (laughs) Okay. How do you handle it when you really like someone, but the sex is like a B minus at its best? This is tough. And I feel like I actually want to talk about one day the mismatch of sex drives in relationships and between partners, because it's a very real thing. And I've been there, okay? Uh, I would definitely consider myself a nympho someone who is very wild, demanding in the bedroom for sure. And I love to explore. I'm not vanilla at all. And a lot of people are. And that's, I've always found it challenging and it's tough for me. (sighs) Yeah, like a lot of things are popping in my mind where I'm like, I I can't do that anymore. And I've told myself, I'll never compromise my needs and wants for someone again, just because it's just, it's not me. I have to let my freak flag fly. Okay, so my advice for you would be, communicate, right? Like, tell them how you're feeling. And this is something I need to work on too, because I feel like my previous partner, my ex-boyfriend, I should have spoke up more about things that I wanted and how important it was to me. And I didn't. I was scared of being shamed and I didn't want to cause an argument. And I didn't want him to feel like he was any less. You know what I mean? So I know it's a tough spot, but it's important that your needs are met too. So I would say communicate fully, you know, at the right time and take it slow. Introduce things slowly, like try maybe introducing a toy for the first time in the bedroom or, you know, play a sex dice game. There's sex match games out there. There's lots of different ways to spice things up. You know, there's a big spectrum from like 
vanilla sex to, you know, extreme kinks, stuff like that. So there's a lot of in the middle play that you can try. And I think it's just really important just to communicate your needs and do it in a way that's not insulting to him. Um, Because I know it's tough. God, I've been there. I remember I asked my ex-boyfriend, I was like, hey, I really want to get a sex swing. And he was like, why? That's gross. And I was so disappointed because I was like, it's not. And I really want to do it. I feel like I'm held back and I can't explore and have fun because you know, you don't want to. I don't know. It was tough for me. It was really, really tough. So I don't envy your position, but I think it's just really important. Just communicate your needs and hopefully he goes along with it, right? Like, let's have some fun and start slow. Like I said, get a vibrator, okay? And then try that in the bedroom first. That's where I would start. Play a game, you know? <laughs> I hope that that works for you. Um, it's tough. It's tough. And, and I can completely empathize with you. Okay. How do you determine when sexy time is over for you? Um, I feel like when we've both climaxed, like that's a big thing. Both partners should finish. I like it when I'm a sweaty mess. You know, there's fluids everywhere. I I love the fluids. Uh, like we'll collapse on the bed together, like gasping for air and just feel like completely destroyed. Okay. Like that to me is where I'm like, ah, oh, that was good. You know, like have a little refractory period and then do it again. But um, I feel like that is a sure sign. Both partners are completely satisfied. And then also I'm thinking of when um, Baywatch and I, one of my partners, we would high five after. We'd be like, hell yeah. <laughs> that was that was absolutely incredible. Like that session was like, that was amazing. You know what I mean? Like I, I like when a session or a sexy time ends like that. Okay, I have some rapid fire questions. I feel like easy questions to answer. Uh, how tall are you? Five seven. What turns you on the most? Confidence. Absolutely, hands down. Confidence, not cockiness. So, how long should foreplay last? Forever. <laughs> uh, you know, a long time. I feel like nothing should be rushed. I really like taking the time. I, one of my favorite things to do in foreplay is undress him. And then have him undress me. Like, take the time. I love getting on my knees and, like, unwrapping a package. One of my favorite things is when I will be, like, undoing your belt, you know, unzipping your jeans, pulling them down slightly, and then, you know, taking your boxer briefs off or whatever you're wearing. Or maybe you're not wearing anything. Either way, I love when, like, a big, hard dick just, like, bounces out of their pants. (laughs) Oh, my God. (sighs) Like... That to me, I I love that. And sometimes I'll even be like, ding, 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 jackpot. (laughs) That's just what I like to do. So, I mean, that's a great form of foreplay. Oral sex is always great foreplay. I feel like just taking your time. I don't know. And there's quickies are amazing and stuff like that is great. But I feel like foreplay should be at least 60% of the time. Like, you got to warm the engine up, okay? All right. What is the quickest way to get my partner to finish? I understand this too, (laughs) but I will say, and it's probably my number one tip, is start with variety and with consistency. What I mean by that is so like if you're giving a blowjob or you're eating pussy or whatever, start with variety, different movements, different hand movements, stuff like that. And then just be consistent at the end when you want him to come. It's going to happen. One of my best tips is to use your hand And create suction with your mouth, by the way. Like, I feel like a lot of women forget that. Like, create suction with your mouth. And then 
you know, slide your hand and your mouth up and down at the same time and then drag your tongue on the underside of his head, like pay attention to the frenulum and do that in a consistent motion. Now, some guys like that fast, some guys like it slower. Like a lot of guys, I feel like I slow it up and they really, really like that. You need to get to know your partner and you can ask them too, like, what do you like best? That's not a little fun game to play in the bedroom, but 100% the consistency is what's going to get you and him there. Okay. <laughs> Makes me want to do that right now. <laughs> what would be your dream porn fantasy? I said it earlier, a gangbang. Like, oh my God, I would love to be one of those like Russian girls, like the Russian porn houses or whatever with like 15 guys standing around. <laughs> if there were no such thing as STIs, I would have sex constantly all day, every day. Um, it would be a lot. And my favorite porn star, I would do absolutely anything with James Dean. I just, I love the way he fucks. He's filthy. He just, he fucks. Like that is the way I like to throw down. Ugh. Anyway, <laughs> Um, your favorite place to have your partner finish anywhere but my eyes. I would say my favorite place is on my face. Like I'm a big fan of that. And I like doing that in front of a mirror. I love to watch. What is your favorite dessert? <laughs> Cock. <No. laughs> um, I'm not a big dessert person. I would rather have beer and wings, okay? Or like pizza or something. So I'm not a huge dessert person. Um, but I would always love cock for dessert, for sure. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, what is your idea of a perfect date? I'm not a big romance girl. I feel like it would be a dive bar, uh, cheap beer, and then hot sex on a platter. That to me would be the best first date ever. <laughs> no, wait a minute. I gotta, I gotta fix that. I can't say first date. Um, perfect date. Okay, that to me would be the most perfect date ever. Oh my gosh. <laughs> First date. I mean, that's happened too. <laughs> Fuck. All right, next question. What is your partner age range? Um, I feel like I'm constantly attracted to like the young, like the 20-somethings. But what's tough is that they're so young. And then also, you know, they eventually want to get married, have babies one day and th there's no vacancy. Okay. Like I'm not doing all that, but I feel like a range, like I don't think I would be dating or fucking anyone under the age of 25. And then I don't know, is there a max? I would, I mean, is there a max for an age? I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> like, my spectrum right now is 55 to 29 right now. So my partners fall in between there. So yeah, I don't really. I don't really have like an age limit. Okay, I will say 25. Like I can't I can't go below 25. But anything above that is I'm game. Any tips on how to get women horny? Not everyone is like you. I agree with you. And I know that can be a tough thing, especially if like in long-term relationships or you know, when you have young children like and that's really tough. And and even me, the nympho that I am, I've been there too. So I think there's a bunch of ways and there's some key ways. So I think first is, you know, reminding her of how beautiful she is, how much you love her and, you know, the things that you want to do with her. I feel like sexting is very underestimated in relationships. It's a great way to have foreplay. You know, foreplay starts at the beginning of the day. And so sexting during the day is another big tip. You know, get each other in the mood. Um, surprise her with a date night or an event. I think that's huge too. I know all the women in my life are super busy and we're raising children and run, you know, to and from work and after school activities or whatever. And even me, sometimes I feel like in relationships, I'm like, oh, at the end of the day, like I'm exhausted. 
done everything. And then now let me go satisfy you. I've been in relationships like that. So I feel like creating the space and the time set aside for you two is key. So surprise her with a date night, surprise her with an event, take a weekend trip or travel, take a vacation together, just you two. That's huge too. And set the scene for sexy time, right? So help her. Like I tell partners this, I'm like, help your partner equally. It's 100, 100, you know? And help them with chores, help them get the kids to bed or whatever it takes that you can have like that reset downtime. And then, oh, like, let's have time for this now. You know what I mean? Because I mean, like I said, I've been in relationships where even someone like me, like I feel like sex is a chore, right? And that's that's not what you want. So you have to set the scene for sexy time. Uh, also buy her a toy. I feel like that's a really great way for her to get in the mood more, explore her own body. And then the pro tip for that is buy her a toy, but allow her to use it alone first. Meaning get her the toy, wrap it up, say, this is for you. I want you to have fun, enjoy it. Let her use the toy, get comfortable with it. And then say, Hey, let's use it together. Now show me what you've been liking with it. If she's a beginner, I love Coco on tracysdog.com. And then if she's had toy experience, the OG clit sucker is just hands down the best. And so, you know, then you can talk about things like mutual masturbation, all kinds of stuff. So toys introduce a whole different level of, of fun play in the bedroom. And I think too, you know, I have I wrote a couple of notes. I said, you know, Treat her like the queen that she is. Eat at the Y and eat there often. Okay. I have I've had partners where like they don't eat pussy all the time. And I'm like, what's going on here? Because I'm expected to suck your dick all the time. And I love sucking dick. But if it's not reciprocated, I'm not a big fan. Um, so make sure you're an equal partner in all ways. And then another tip, ask her if she wants a massage. I feel like massages always lead to sex. It just, it provides the environment for it. So, hey, do you want a back massage? Wouldn't that be nice? How about I give you a foot rub and then a leg rub and then a thigh rub and then a pussy rub? Okay, like, that's, I feel like that always ends up to that. And then, you know, pay attention to her love languages. How does she like to receive love? That is another way as well. So lots of tips on how to, you know, encourage your partner to get in the mood more. And hopefully a few of those work for you. How do you keep things casual and not develop feelings for your partner? I get this question all the time. And it's pretty much, well, there's it's twofold. Number one, I feel like I'm in a place in my life right now where I am just, I'm not ready for that. And I'm like in my healing phase right now. So for me, it's pretty easy just to compartmentalize shit and not deal with feelings right now. Um, but if you're not broken like, like me, um, I follow the slut protocols. If you don't know what those are, go online and it's a search slut protocols. Um, his name's Reed. I forget his last name, but it's a great 12 step of protocols. Like don't do sleepovers. Don't do weekends. Be careful of how much you talk to each other. You know, avoid morning sex. Like basically things that would imprint with you and make you like that person, like following those is, is huge. Okay. So try those. Top or bottom and 69. I actually like the top. But I'm not a big fan of 69. I feel like I can't concentrate, so it's very rare that I do that. How do you find like-minded peeps? I feel like it depends on what you're looking for. So for lifestyle events and parties, I would say Cassidy.com. That's K-A-S-I-D-I-E.com. Or... Um, 
frictionevents.com. That's another one where you can find like different things going on and find lifestyle peeps that are all going to the same events. I feel like Field app, that's F-E-E-L-D, that app is great for finding other couples or people that are just more kinky and they're, you know, not vanilla. But that app is full of bots. And be very careful. I actually had a friend who sent nudes. And then it was like a bot or something. And they were like, we're going to extort you. If you don't send us money, we're going to send your nudes to your family like crazy. So be careful of the bots. Don't send nudes over dating apps. Okay, that, that's never a good idea. And then um, you had to filter through some shit. But I will tell you, I've met some great partners on Field. I met Hot Dog, one of my partners. I call him Hot Dog. Uh, I met him on Field. And so I really do like that app. And then I would say if you're like straight up just looking for lifestyle couples and lifestyle peeps, SLS, it's swinglifestyle.com. Not the best looking website and not the most user-friendly, but a ton of lifestyle peeps on there. So that's where I would go if you're trying to find like-minded, non-vanilla peeps. Hobbies other than the obvious. (laughs) Yes, I do like fucking. That is 100% probably my favorite hobby. Um, But I like to paint. I'm a painter. And what I love painting is oysters. (laughs) And it's funny because they kind of look like vaginas, but that's kind of my thing. Um, So whenever I get downtime, which is extremely rare, I love to paint. Uh, Most of the artwork in my house, I did myself. So that's something I really like to do. I'm a creative at heart, and I just, I love the escape that painting gives me. So bet you didn't know that, huh? (laughs) (sighs) Okay. What have you learned most about yourself since becoming a podcaster? I love this question. And, you know, one of the things that was very glaring to me in my podcast experience was, you know, I never really thought that my life was that exciting. Like, I was just like, I mean, to me, it's just normal. And then I listened to stories back. Like, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, who? Who did that? Whose life is this? Um, So I never really realized how probably out of the norm, not crazy, I'm not going to say my life is crazy, but just a little bit, you know, out of the norm that my life is. Um, But I like it and it's fun here. (laughs) But it's definitely noticeable how different it is from other people that I know. Um, And then I just cannot believe, like as a podcaster, how many genuine and real connections that I've made out there. I mean, I've made lifelong friends and... Also, I found my purpose of encouraging others and spreading sex positivity and how much joy that brings me. Um, It just, it really means a lot to me. I can't even believe the impact that I've had. And it just, it's very humbling and it's amazing. When someone sends me a message and they say, oh my God, I tried that toy you know, PCAT, and it was amazing. Um, I had a girl DM me and she was like, Adrian, I was breathless after that sixth setting. And I'm like, girl, I know. And couples that have said, hey, we tried your, you know, tips that you told us about, or hey, we downloaded your fantasy list and we shared it with each other and we've been having so much fun together. Like that brings me so much joy. So I don't know. I found my purpose, I feel like, and I feel very fulfilled by it, which is amazing. So that was like a little bit of rapid fire Q&A. Um, and I loved answering most of my popular questions. And it's been a lot of fun. I hope that you feel like you've gotten to know me a little bit better as well. Remember, you can send me a DM on Instagram at 
Toy Stories underscore TD and ask me anything anytime. It's me in the DMs. Uh, I will answer you. And don't forget, you know, be a part of our Toy Stories fam. Like our show, subscribe to our channel, all of the things, drop us a rating. <laughs> um, it really does. It means a lot to me. And then, hey, share your Toy Stories with me on Toy Stories. That's S T O R I E Z Z dot com. And if you want to be on the show or share one of your Toy Stories, let me know. I can't wait to hear from you guys. I will see you next Thursday, Toy Stories fam.